The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hey guys, welcome back. So I'm here today with Michelle from The Crystal Point who sponsors the podcast. So she's here to introduce a beautiful guest who she's recommended to speak to today. I love this because Michelle can just pass all these amazing people on and introduce them to me and bring them on the podcast. Her name is Ali and she's here to talk to us about yoga today and I want to ask you some questions further in the interview about yoga and pregnancy and conceiving because that's my next stages in life and also Michelle is going to be talking about some crystals for fertility so I'm going to be taking away some notes. So Ali I'm going to ask you first just to introduce yourself and say hi. Hi. How are I'm you? Ali. I'm good, thank you. It's nice to meet you. And thank you for inviting me, Michelle. You're welcome. <laughs> so tell me how you got into yoga. Um, this latest time. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important. Um, after I finished having my own children, mm-hmm. there became this real weight of what next. Yeah. There'd never really been a direction from very young. We hear these, a lot of us hear these messages of, going to grow up, get married, have children, that's your focus. Not that I hadn't had career before, but it was just what now? How am I going to be of use? How am I going to be of service? Outside of this, what I've now now found is quite a masculine role. Uh, so something ended up coming up on my Facebook page during one of my I Feel Useless, and I signed up and redid my... Um, qualifications and bada bing bada boom hmm? here we are I'm now a few years down the track from that that was six years ago that I updated and decided that I would start coming back to these classes and it's so good I'm in such a good place I feel really really good about it all the clouds are lifting the path really shows itself um, yeah I really feel like making the yoga a priority, help me make myself a priority in 
I think as mums we have so many areas that we're lacking yeah. and not having our needs met. I think that happens regardless of whether we have children. It's that push, push, push. So it was just a moment to stop for me. I love that. We've just been talking before we press record and I said, why aren't we recording what we're just talking about? <laughs> like we had some really good interesting topics to talk about and we'll probably try and touch on them if they come up in the conversation. But I love how you said the what's next because I'm always thinking of the what's next, the mm. what's next. Like, like I've just got married. My parents have just left today. I've been quite sad today and I'm thinking what's next. That's where the anxiety comes in. Yeah. So Teach instead, I need to just be like, can I just sit with today? And feel into that sadness and give myself self-love, do some yoga, watch a Disney movie. That's what stuff I love. And I think that for a lot of women, we're just in this, especially from like how our generations have brought us up as well. You think about your grandmothers and your great-grandmothers, they're always doing, 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 yeah. cooking, cleaning, what all that kind of stuff. So for me, it's helped me to help me to really slow down. Actually, I want to bring something up, it's just coming to mind. Last night my mum got really upset, and I think it was a mix of leaving New Zealand with me here but also she's not been home for three months and my mom loves her house very house proud very clean she loves everything like perfect and my my brother-in-law is doing some work to get the heating going because we have central heating in the uk and they've had to cut a hole in the what in the ceiling and that room was only done about two years ago so my dad showed her this picture of this hole in the ceiling and she kind of got she freaked out really and i sat with her and i said what is it and she said it's just control someone made a decision without me and so it it kind of sat with me in the night. I got got in bed with Chris last night. I said, seeing mum like that, I'm trying to give her advice from, you know, a daughter to a mother instead of a mother to a daughter, gave me a lot of pride because now that wouldn't really bother me. It's just a hole yeah. in the ceiling. But I, I honoured why she was feeling that way, you know, because she feels that way, you know. And I told her about, you know, look at these people who've just lost their homes and the floods and the cyclone. I said, you know, look at the scale. Is it going to matter in a few weeks? And she said, no. So I felt really proud that I got to have that conversation with her and it brought everything into perspective of what really matters. Mm. And like you said, yoga's come into your life and it it just changes your life, doesn't it? Yeah. I find that um, one of the easiest things to do with yoga is make excuses not to go to yoga. Oh, yeah, I've done that loads. I've got a list. And I'm not, I'll have all-day conversations with trying to fit people into classes and times. And then they'll make an excuse not to come. And yeah. the hardest part of yoga is just showing up for it. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Like, it's not easy for us getting yeah, up at agree. five in the morning mm -hmm. to make it for our early morning class. Where none of us want to talk to each other. <laughs> it's pretty dark. Go to your corner. Leave me alone until yeah. we've done yoga. Um, and we make it through together. And then it's the celebrations once you make it through as well. Definitely feel good mm. at the end of it. Yeah, we really make time to celebrate with our yoga. It's always an accomplishment. Mm. Every oh. time you show up. Well, I'll be the one that's actually blah, blah, blah in the morning because I'm a morning person. So you'd be like, pip. <laughs> 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 I'm such a morning person. So I always think like I, I should do my workouts in the morning because I can mm. easily get up early. Like I like, to go into, I like going to bed early and waking up early. I yeah. like wake, trying to wake up with the sun. But the last few weeks I've, I've not been able to. It's been weird, like there's been things going on, like I've wanted to sleep. Maybe because there's been a bit of the dread. Time of deep rest. Yeah. Time of deep rest for everyone, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the major things about my classes is I know this is under the broad spectrum of yoga, but if we take away from that word and don't think of it as a yoga class, people come to learn how to manage their breath, to help yeah. get rid of an unhelpful state. 
they learn how to move that breath through their body and accept the vessel they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get downtime. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you had a, a, an unhelpful situation happen today and you wanted to cry. You held those tears in. Did you make time to go and cry that out later? You know, you pushed yourself hard. Did you make downtime mm-hmm. to let that stress come out to rest? Yeah. And I find that everybody really pushes themselves so hard. And the difference between our class and any other typical fitness class, perhaps, is just making it till your mat is already enough. We already enough. It's hard. We already know it's hard to get your lycra on and get to <laughs> yeah. class, um, and roll out your mat and wonder where you're gonna be and wonder who's there and how hard it's gonna be and whether you're gonna be able to sit still and. What are you going to be able to show up for yourself or lose balance or make a fool of yourself? There's all these judgments and expectations you already have. But if you get there and you lie down and you're like, nah, I'm not, I'm not moving. That's it. You can stay lying down. Shavasana, do a long shavasana. It's like the, the, the key is, is to show yourself gratitude for actually getting out of bed and out the house to the class, to the mat. Yeah, and we have you that know? throughout the class too. We do some tougher poses and it might not be what you think. We're mm. not standing on our head in the splits. Like, some toe exercises that we do can be really intense and then when we release it we take that moment to celebrate like we survived that yeah you know we like to whatever we do in the class we like to apply it into a real life situation Mm -hmm. that might be showing up yeah as a trigger yeah for example yeah yeah i do have some questions for you i know you've touched on this just just now you know why should people do yoga if you had to like someone who's maybe never done yoga Mm. if you maybe let's let's ask that question to people who have maybe tried yoga and dabbled in it and Mm -hmm. then someone who's completely new to yoga yeah we have both in the class i think i i did ask all my students why they do yoga and i got such a very varied response and it was amazing i had there was some big big words and then there was because it's cool, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's cool and groovy, like, um, first of all, you want to be able to make yourself a priority, um, we, we wear all these medals and badges of honour of all the ways in which we punish ourselves, so the first step in, in showing up to that mat is, hey, I've made myself a priority, I've chosen to do this, I've arrived for myself, Yeah. there's no further expectation, it's very quickly within that space you realize that this is the moment this is the moment to breathe this is the moment to move this is the moment to pause this is the moment to let go or release it's i guess what we're doing is undoing conditioning we're taught that our mind is separate from our body is separate from our breath so our breath couldn't possibly affect our state when in fact an anxious breath creates an unhelpful state so when you change your breath you change your state so already showing up and learning those that how to breathe effectively to change your state that's all you show up for that's cool yeah it's no no pressure you know i get a lot of excuses for why they can't my arms are too short my legs are too long my body's not the right height i'm not flexible enough um i've broken a pinky toe (laughs) Like so many things, and I'm like, if you can breathe, you can show up. Yeah, that's that's the main. You arrive, you breathe, and you be present for yourself. 
So everybody has various reasons. Mm. Um, basically, fitness is to get a tight ass, and yoga is to get your head out of your ass. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's a, that, that's what I think I want to call this episode. <laughs> that's a good one. I know it is good. Cause like, I get bored in the gym. Like, I really do get bored. I have to keep like changing up my workout and. I'll do classes and then I'll do Pilates and then sometimes yoga. But like, you know, I have friends who commit to like five times a week yoga. And my spiritual teachers that I listen to, they were doing yoga like every day. Even if they didn't get to class, they were doing it at home. And there is something about yoga, like, you know, especially for like, my excuse was, oh, I'm not flexible enough or, you know. Number one reason to go, right? Yeah. You know, like, because, <laughs> yeah, you, you want that quick result, don't you? If I want this, like, super stretch. But the thing is, yoga for me now isn't even about that. A quick example is my dad, he, we have friends in Australia and we met up with them when we got married and he's in his 70s, my dad's friend, and he had some back issues and his doctor said, start yoga. And he, he initially said, oh, yoga's for women. It's feminine, you know, very like, you know, it's for, and actually he, he texts my dad a few weeks ago and says, yoga's completely just transformed my body. My back pain's gone. And my dad's like, oh, so mom and dad have actually gone home today. And I said to him, you know, if you could, my mom started to suffer with a hip and a bit of sciatic pain. I said, mom, get to yoga. Oh, my body's, I can't get on the floor. I said, it's not even about that. I said, you, you, you're talking yourself out of it before you've even tried it. You know, and it takes time, doesn't it? It's like, you can't ex meditate once and be like, Oh, I'm all aligned well, now. It's totally like, can. well, you can. But I mean, like, for if, if you're in a stressful situation, like I would say, don't be an emergency meditator. You know, like, don't get into a slump and think I need to meditate now because when I'm when my life's great, I feel like I don't need to meditate. But then, really, I still need to because I love mm -hmm. connecting, and I love getting messages, and I love aligning, and I love all the body scan. And yeah. so, I think it's just being patient with the journey. Absolutely, I think one of the big things why people don't do yoga and meditation is because they we, we turn up for it and we show up to be like oh this might be something that interests me mm -hmm. and then we hand them a machete like Sadhguru has this really good thing like if you want to meditate don't meditate with a machete med meditate with a needle right a little bit don't yeah. hack away with yeah. a giant right that's a little bit of yoga Get down on your hands and knees and move your spine, or sit, try and sit cross-legged, or sit in a chair and feel your body move, stretch up to the sky. That's yoga. That's moving, um, making fists and rolling your mm. hands. We put this big expectation, right? I have to go myself, buy myself some micro pants. Um, get the perfect mat. <laughs> get myself an expensive cork yeah. mat. Mm. I have to go and sign up and do a million yoga classes, and I have to be this perfect meditator. Mm. In fact. You can show up in your pajamas, and on Friday I did do yoga in my pajamas, oh, love it. Yeah. in my red checkered PJs, my Pantera t-shirt. <laughs> it was Friday morning. I went to coffee in my PJs, but we did our flow. We went for our coffee. We had our celebration, but it's little bits at a time. Mm. You know, there are days when I can't show up for it, and lying down and meditating or sitting still and meditating is really hard for some people. So a, a couple of the things is, you know, take it easy. Yeah. Meditation can be one simple breath in and breath out, um, all the way up to a 10-day, like, silent yeah, yeah, meditation. Yeah. And yoga can be a weekend retreat in Bali, or it can be 
lifting one leg while you empty the dishwasher, mm. you know, brushing your teeth on while you squat. Mm. It's it's learning how to connect, to move away from what society deems as your mind, your body, your brain is separate, to bring them all together to be like it's mind body. Yeah. I had um, one of the best stories I've ever heard when I was getting back into it and I was nervous. Uh, my instructor, who um, runs um, some courses from up in Murawai now, yeah, um, her name's Adele, and she's amazing, right? And she told us this story about one of her yoga students that she she was around, and he was in his nineties, ninety seven maybe, mm -hmm. and learning yoga, and they were in the old folks home, and he walks along the hallway ready for yoga class looks in at the lounge full of 60 or oh, well, 70 and 80 yeah. year olds all sitting in chairs with walkers and he was like old people you know <laughs> like he's 20 years older than yeah. these but he's not skipped a beat with the yoga mm. um and we have that saying your spine yeah. uh, you're only as young as your spine is flexible and if we come to yoga and we don't want to do any of my hard like we do push the yogis they mm. have an option to be pushed yeah. we can sit and we can move our spine we can sit and we can move our head. We can stretch out our jaw and stick our tongue out. Mm. We can pick up a breath work really mm. easy. Three rounds of breath and your state has changed. You know, it's really, it's showing up for you and not following the rules. It's really learning to dig yeah. inside and be like, this is what I need right now. Like some of my students who never imagined that they'd ever even get to a down dog <laughs> this week have been kicking up their feet and yeah. doing many little hops into the handstands and... They're all like, yes, I'm the boss of side <laughs> Who knew I could ever do a yeah. side plank? Or, and the celebration is real, right? We yeah. have somebody who came, and the first time they could put on their own sock again, they ran back in. I can put on my own sock, <laughs> and it was just a round of applause. You know, it's not necessarily who can touch their head onto their foot. Mm. It's the the basic things. It's the celebration of all those mm. huge achievements that seem so small when we lose them. Well, they're small yeah. until we can't do them, you know, use it or lose it. We're really based on keeping that mobility and just showing up, showing up for self. For me, it was, I've got a, well, I did have my, um, my late auntie, she was 104 when she died. And I was so proud of her because she used a rowing machine every morning and went for a walk every single morning. And I thought... Okay, no excuse for me. If she can do it, I need to start. And I can think of reasons why not to go to yoga. But I have lower back issues and I seldom have any pain now because of that stretching. Mm -hmm. And I know maybe I should do it more than twice a week. I should do some at home. I'm still going into that state yet. I haven't started at home. But just even going that twice a week, my back pain is virtually gone yeah it's crazy because i've been doing that as well it's like instead of just going to the gym and doing this huge workout for an hour and putting yourself at like sometimes i find i can't do it my body doesn't want it mm. i'll just want to go and like do you know put my legs up on the couch and let my back settle or i'll do some like you know where i put the ball between my legs and i'll do some like body movements to you know feel flow in my body or i'll just feel like i want to just like stretch and do you know you know the ones where you put your leg over and you just do a stretch yourself and you do some hamstring stretches you know I just sometimes go with the flow mm. again flow of Absolutely. and with yoga as well Ali like what I found is that every time I went to yoga my body was different 
depending on my my cycle as well, menstrual cycle. Yeah. Like some days I felt, oh, I can get right down to my, I can touch my toes or, you know, down with dog didn't feel as tight. So I think there's days where your body feels heavier or it feels a bit more tight. That's when you, I think you breathe into it. Like I felt like I could breathe deeper into those, you know, that, that tightness. What, how's that tight? What's that tightness feeling like? Is, is there a message around that tightness? So like with yoga for me, it was flowing with the body, but also asking my body, how are you today? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like giving my body what it needed. Like, so if I left yoga and went home, you know, what did my body need? Did I need a bath? Did I need to, you know, soak in Epsom salts? Did I just need to go and ground myself on the, on the grass, whatever it was? But I think yoga for me definitely helped me to connect to body. You know, meditation does that as well, but yoga is a meditation to me. It's like connecting to your body and then giving your body that nourishment and love by stretching it and connecting to it and. Like you said, your mat's like your your vortex, isn't it? Like Abraham Hicks is like for me it was like the mat was like the Yeah. Like you you in this little mat and it's just like let everything just ground it's kind into of the interesting that you mentioned the mat, just to keep going back over a few things. The claiming of the back issue and now that it's I have it and you're letting it go. Mm. And the shoulds as well. Like when you told me you were coming to yoga, I was having kittens, I can't believe it. Michelle's coming. <laughs> And then I'm like, no, don't think that she's not gonna come because she might not. Don't get your hopes up. And you have this strength, and you very quickly, your body is changing and becoming bendier already. I can mm. see the changes in you, and the connection is deepening. And I'm you like, and Ellie is so loud and vibrant <laughs> and scary for, for that 45 minutes. <laughs> Um, it wasn't when, as bad as I thought. When my guides take over me, as you said, yeah. Um, the other thing with it is we get onto our mats and then we turn into build a wall, build a wall. Like we build these four walls on our mats. Um, so that's in one way really good. We, we really focus on, okay, get your eyes closed. We have a really dark room. There's no windows, there's no mirrors. And it's get your eyes closed and feel what it feels like on the inside. Forget everything you've seen on TV, all the sexualized yoga, the bikini yeah. body, the look. Some of it isn't great form, some of it's just nice to look at. So get that idea out of your mind and drop into your body, whatever you're wearing, however you're feeling. And one of the things they say is your best today may not be the best tomorrow, and your best today may not be the best you were yesterday. So just meet yourself where you're yeah. at. Um, if you need to take an extended child pose, if you need to smash out a flow, like, do it. Absolutely do it. And it's it's just about showing up for where you're at on that particular day. Because what I find is our lives are push, push, mm -hmm. push. From a lot of us have got that message, that internal messaging that I'm not enough. Yeah. And we hear a lot of that, I am enough, I am enough, but what is it when we actually accept that we are enough? That's going, I'm really tired. The last thing I want to do is show up and be pleasing to Ilga because it's easier to get some chocolate and wine and sit on the couch and watch another yeah. series. But you don't regret showing up. No, you, you never know? do. Because you show up, you change your breath work, and then you celebrate, you know? And you might show up and go, Okay, I've done the breath work, Ellie. Great job, but I still feel like crap. And I'm like, okay, lie down until you don't, until you want to move, or yeah. move if you want to move. And it's 
the other challenge I'm having is one, do take yourself inside of your mat, do feel your body on the mm. floor, but also don't build an actual wall. If your foot comes off the mat, fine. Mm. And we have this real rigid idea around nobody better stand on my mat. This is my territory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? So in our room as well, I I encourage stepping on a mat and I mm. invite myself into that space. And it's not like these are people off the street in my yeah. class. You know, they I have a connection with them, I have permission to be in their space, yeah. I have consent to be in their space. Um, but challenging those boundaries of this is my mat, because in some yoga places mats are stacked on top of each other's yeah. space is not an option. So it's and we're also very far apart. So it's also smash down those walls, smash down the barriers that you've created for yourself, mm. not just on your yoga mat. It's how are you going to apply what you've learned in yoga off the mat. Like, cool, you show up for yoga and you're all like delightful with a smile on your face and you look amazing and or not. But you become or you show up to be the best version of yourself. You mm. step off your mat and... You're a less than nice person to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. That's not yoga. Yeah. Right? So it's realizing other people are going through shit and using what you've learned on how to be present and patient with yourself. Yeah. Outside of that. So it's really it really is knocking yeah, those down, getting I did, that connection. Well, I did yoga in the UK for a while and I remember like there was a lady next to me and she always she always just sit next to me, like she'd lie next to me and we have a little chit chat before the session and it was always an early morning. I remember like every time we did like Shavasana, she would just cry, you know, she would really cry. And you know what? There was that element of, oh, I can't, I can't like help. I can't go near her or like she's having Shavasana. I don't want to disturb her. But she had her arms out like this and I just grabbed her hand and she just squoze it so tight. And for me, I was for about a minute in my head, my ego is going, don't touch her hand. She's in Shavasana. Don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do that. You, you'll wake her up. You'll disturb. And I was, but my heart was saying, she needs, she needs space, someone to hold space for her. And that doesn't mean just getting her to wake up and say, you're okay, it was just holding her hand. And I remember she just squoze it so tight. I remember after the Shavasana, I was like, oh my God, my hand was all like, and it was so sweaty. And she didn't say anything to me. She just looked at me and she smiled and she went, and I didn't need anything. Like I didn't need a thank you. I didn't need a, I needed that. You know, it just again, like I want to touch on this quickly before we speak about fertility and crystals. A lot of the times when I'm trying to explain something to someone, I don't have the words to explain it. Like, for example, Wayne Dye talks about a quantum shift and quantum change and quantum leaps and all these kind of things. And he recommends reading a book called The Quantum Change. And I, I read the book. And in that, he says, when someone has like an awakening, a quantum shift, you can't explain it. Like, you try and there's like no words to describe something. Mm. And I've been feeling that the last few months is that sometimes when I'm trying to explain like how I feel connected or what's the purpose of being here or, you know, just anything like to do, you know, to a spirituality with, you know, uh, enlightenment, whatever it is. I just feel like I, I don't have words. So I just stay silent. It's <laughs> just like, cause it's the feeling for me. You can't put words in a feeling sometimes. But if, if, I, if I'm sat with someone like you, Michelle, and I've got hold of your hands, there could be a feeling shared there, if that makes mm. sense, because of that, yeah. you know, Celestine so prophecy with the yeah. energy, yeah. So, mm. like I said before, like, I'm such a social, outgoing, confident woman. But sometimes I'm like, I don't want to speak. I just want to go in, like, a little hole and just be in my little my little world for a little bit, and that's okay. I think we definitely have to pay attention to those mm. flows. I think, mm. again, with programming and conditioning, yeah. we're quite young, we're supposed to always smile, mm. always show up as our best version of ourselves. 
Well, on Friday, if you come to class, I wasn't in my best outfit. Mm. I was in my PJs. And if you will, like you said, mm. you're awake early and you're talking at yeah. 6 a.m., that's okay. I won't smile at you. I'm not going <laughs> to respond. It's not going to be a civil conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to huff and puff into my cacao and come yeah. to slowly and yeah. you do you. You know, like, I think we, we come to this age where we just, um, how do I say yeah oh cool okay We're be yourself fucks, right <laughs> yeah so it's we don't have to people please we're learning yeah. fuck being empathetic mm-hmm. fuck people pleasing nah i'm showing up for me yeah and at 6 a.m yeah some as bright as a button sometimes i'm bright as a button on a manic like i think rocky's the most excited one lately well yeah our dog yeah <laughs> sometimes but, you might get an animal lean against yeah, your arm when you're doing a pose yeah, <laughs> we do. We have quite a few animals, and they match. They they always bring the energy too, like mm. not a hyper energy. I love that the animals come to my yoga. Loving a picture. Oh, I'd love my dog to come to my yoga, especially my older lab. He would just sit and he loves it when I do Reiki at home. He just lies next to them. They get mm. so trained to it, eh? Yeah. When I do so it, he wants to lie on my mat, and I'm like, I need the mat, buddy. Come on. You need one inch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, now we have a little Griffin. And she's 13, blind, deaf, or, or ignorant, I'm not sure. Yeah. But she's in there every class, Aww. goes and checks out on everyone. Yeah. And then I have a huge mastiff. Oh, yeah. And she'll take up a whole mat just yeah. lying down. That's what Arlo's like. But then yeah. we have the cats come in too. So funny. They're all in, and if we have wriggle bums, the cat will lie on someone, and then you can't move. Can't do yoga if well, the you get there, yeah. can you? Yeah, yeah. So, well, maybe not meant to. Maybe she's lying on you for a reason. Yeah. Sometimes they roll over for a tummy scratch. Yeah. But what I have learned is that I don't have to be this perfect, perfect yoga teacher presentation yeah. of what everyone else's expectations are. You know, like I've been in town and people have had are doing tequila shots at the bar and they'll turn around and see me and they're like, "Oh my god, I shouldn't be." And I'm like, "No, like it's you and it's your life." Hard. But yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, do honor yourself. Yeah. Like, honor those celebrations and stop making so many rules Mm. for yourself you know but i definitely think yoga is a healthier coping mechanism than all of the coping mechanisms like your own therapy isn't it really like it's Mm. a yeah yeah i definitely think it beats the traditional talk therapy as you were saying sometimes i don't want to talk i just want to connect to myself and just either cry out in a room where i feel safe Mm. you know because like you can i could like like i said i could call someone who doesn't really get it and I'd just be talking into oblivion or I could go to a yoga class and not have to speak and still have the same release, you know, like that release that I need or that shift or just just to be, you know, like I've had a couple of cries this morning, which is fine and I'm okay with that because, you know, I, f- I feel sad and sad's a valid emotion. and Yeah, that, the crying thing, um, I have some people that come and then I have to say to them now, like disclaimer, when you first start coming to yoga and you get to shavasana, you've worked the breath, you've worked the body. We're now gonna like have, find a way to get rid of those stress molecules. Now some of us fart them out, some of us pee them out, some of us sweat them out, yawn them out, but a lot of us cry them out. And we've had our lives being told we're too sensitive. So we're all these tears mm. from being called too sensitive are stuck. And then we're finally given a space. Mm. So I, I don't call it crying. I call it leaking from your eyeball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that doesn't always happen. 
And then when people don't meet from their eyeballs, they also think something's wrong with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that person seemed really happy yeah. after they had a cry, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there are other ways too. We have women's circles where we get to yeah. verbally share. Yeah. But I think the thing that blows me away is the connection in that room. So the whole idea of you're never enough, push, 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 get to the gym every day, train hard, you know. Yeah. Um, there's the 75 day challenge thing and they're like, it starts off with, I failed the 75 day challenge. I failed, I failed, I failed. You can't really fail at this, you know. Um, well, you can't fail at life either, can you? It's just failure is just this word that goes around. There's, there's no such thing as like, I just don't believe in that word. You can't fail at being yourself. You can't fail at life. There's no instruction manual when you're born. This is the perfect way to live your life. Absolutely. Same with motherhood. Like I'm a stepmother. I've not got my own children yet as in my birth, my own children, but there's no manual to say, here's how to be a stepmom. No. Does that differ from being a real mom? No, it doesn't. You know, it's like, we, we had this conversation two weeks ago with a lady I had on the podcast about like me categorizing myself as stepmom. Like I wasn't a real mom. It's like, no, I am a real mom. I'm still doing all the stuff that a mom would do. I love it. That's part of that mentality. Yeah. We're not enough. I know yeah. moms who divorce and go through shared mm-hmm. custody and because it's a 50-50 split. They don't feel like, yeah. They don't feel like they're a real mom. So it's that place of self-deprivation. Mm-hmm. So when you come to yoga, there's no, we don't have a contract where you have to stay. I say you sign up for this amount of time, you show up as much as you want to, and then you're free. Yeah. Nobody doesn't come back. Like there isn't any any stuff holding them to that place so that paying for the yoga is up to them, arriving for the yoga is up to them, how much effort they put in is up to them. And I find that like nurturing anything, when you come from a place of love and nourishment, that shit's gonna thrive. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. look at the lotus. Like I was just looking at it because I've got I've got it on my back. Have you? Yeah, I'll show it you really quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Snaps. Yeah. Yes, unalone me. Yes, I, I, I love the. I, I got just... this on a big birthday. Um, yeah. When my with my mum, we have the same birthday. Oh, lovely! And what date's that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what month? I'm a Leo. Oh, Leo, cool. I'm a Leo. I'm like, can you guess my star sign? So, um, <laughs> I went. I'm fiery as fuck, eh? <laughs> yep. Um no, I, I I just think like a part of that whole growing through the dirt, we've all been through so much and we start our classes with like, I know you guys have been pushing yourself all day. Mm. I know you haven't taken time for rest. Yeah. But hey, let's practice it now. Well I just spoke about that this morning on the on my stories about all of us go through loss, yep. divorce. Yeah. Whatever it is, mm. you know, and we just go through it differently with our support system, how we've been brought up. But the thing is, is so many people suppress emotion. Mm. And, I, you know, that's why I think that safe space. And that's where I felt like yoga has been a, a space where I can cry out. And like sometimes I get home from a yoga session and I'm just like, oh, F me. Like, I, you know, it just... I, I'm, I'm allowed to say fuck. You're allowed to say fuck. <laughs> I'm so used to it because of the kids and stuff. Like, like, fuck me. I'm like, I get home and I'm just drained yeah but in a in a not in a not in a bad way but in like that I needed that you know like I feel drained today because I'm like sad and I've cried but you know I'm gonna go home this afternoon have a nice bath and connect and oh, meditate and put my nice incense yeah. on that's why I bought the incense a nice coffee before you leave yes. you like. 
And it's, I think it's like, I think yoga for me is, I, I, you know, yoga's been calling me for a few weeks. Like I started doing Pilates because again, you know, I want to get into pregnancy and, you know, my my health friends are like, you know, Pilates is great to start, especially if you want to get pregnant, you can carry on with it. Yoga's the same, you know, having a mix between the two. Yeah, we've had um, women in the class through pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and we've had, I've run classes for mums and newborns and mums and kids. Yeah. And priorities really shift. But having that, making yourself a priority with the breath work and with the yoga and coming mm-hmm. from a place of nourishment instead of push, 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 yep. having that backing, I find that the community, the yoga, every single person in that community mm-hmm. contributes to us all getting through mm-hmm. that class together, to accepting us in whatever state we're in. Yeah. And we have had like people bring their babies and... I've done so many yoga classes holding newborns and, yeah. and bouncing babies on hips and trying to still remember my yoga flow. Luckily, it comes out automatically. Yeah. But it's amazing how many different reasons we can make up to be hard on ourselves. So I think one of the biggest changes that you'll find in our community is, like, not only do they get a tight butt, they're noticing that they're accepting their butt. Yeah. Right? There's there's changes in their body, but they're appreciating their body and meeting their body where it's at, rather than going, I wish I could look like this, or I wish I could, or I should be. That wishes and the shoulds and the could do's yeah. and yeah. like the try, let them all go, and accept that one down dog's enough, one thigh stretch is enough, one reach up to the ceiling. You know, really mm-hmm. cutting it all back to the basics mm-hmm. of what is it going to take for me to accept and meet myself exactly where I am and it's not like I've had all the answers I'm still doing that myself I realized in last week I was at Pongmata and it was beautiful Mm. and I just I had some traumatic memories flashbacks of some memories and I know that I could text my therapist I love my therapist she's amazing (laughs) um I could text her make an appointment with her and go talk to it but what I noticed instead of talk, talking to that was my body didn't know I still wasn't in that traumatic space. Mm. So the breath and the movement, the, the senses of the ocean, and you know, that really helped me realize, huh, this is a memory. My present body is separate. I don't, yeah. because all the same um, protection fires off within yeah. the body, like this, you know, and it, what you said before was um, about being able to find a space to let your tears out. Let's not forget that anger is also an emotion that mm-hmm. is labelled as not an emotion because it's mostly men that feel it, so yeah. it's like a staunch man thing, but it's actually an emotion. Like, men can be emotional, right? Well, it can be, mm. the thing is, anger can come in different forms because you can be passionate and angry. Absolutely. You know, like, especially with drive. Realising yeah. that anger is there for a reason mm. and we shouldn't be pushing it down because it's not womanly. It's valid, yeah. To, yeah. to show their anger, you know? Mm. Like, As I say, every emotion's valid, no matter what it is. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you, it's about... I wouldn't say labeling your emotion, but it's feeling into what the emotion feels like and where where it feels and where you're feeling it in the body. And, you know, it's because it's for me like sadness. I'm just feeling it in the heart today. And that's normal because I'm going to miss my family, you know. So it's, you know, honoring that your emotion. And the thing is, you know, 
everyone who listens to my podcast knows knows that I love Wayne Dyer and he talks about everything being temporary you know so then emotions will be temporary and tomorrow you'll wake up in a different mood or you might wake up in the same mood you know so each day is different but to honor the now yeah again Eckhart Tolle the power of now what's happening now and who can you talk to you know to let it out because that's kind of the stuff that I was telling my clients is as much as you can call and text your therapist you know I for my clients I say to them if you need to voice note me text me mm. do it anytime i'll get back to you as soon as i can you know they've got my number they can contact me because sometimes when you're in the when you're in the moment you just want to scream and shout yeah and let it all out you know yeah, it, it is and it's if you wait till five days down the row it's kind of passed a little bit so it, it has and sometimes um not being able to let our anger out you know those times where you li- really let shit rip and then you yeah. regret it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I did some work with, there's a great organization on London Street, uh, it used to be called Hate, Hamilton yeah. Anger Intervention Program, it's yeah. now changed its name to a Slayer Marty name that I can't think of right now, but they teach you about how long emotions last, and yeah. the cycle of grief, and this mm-hmm. kind of thing, and I'm not sure if it's a sister organization or an organization on its own, Man Up, really, they would tackle on the issue yeah. of like, okay, you're angry, now what? How are we going to not turn this into something where we're name calling or nasty so there are ways um other than yoga but that sounds like yoga too right Mm -hmm. just finding a new way to Mm -hmm. to bring out your emotions and acknowledge that anger rage that's a valid emotion and we should Mm -hmm. have safe spaces yeah and it's you know there are are good ways to let it out and i think a lot of women have repressed anger I think a lot of men have repressed anger as well. I don't think it's just women, but I think women do feel Yeah, there's, there's healthy ways to bring out your anger, isn't there? There's, there's healthier ways to... Mm. I've got a few friends that I follow and they just kind of close the door and punch the pillow. You know, it's like they're just on a bed. And I don't ever feel like I have to do that, really. Like, there's some... When I was separated from my partner for 18 months because uh, of COVID, you know, there was times where I just wanted to go and sit in my car and scream. Mm. But something stopped me doing it because I felt like screaming just, to me, was fear. And I, I, I really stopped, yeah, so okay. I just kind of suppressed that. And we get um, scared by our voice. We yeah, scared by yeah. Uh, whether we're afraid that words will come out or we won't get the right words out or we're mm. trapping those tears. Yeah. It really yeah. has an effect on our throat. Yeah. And our thyroids and mm. health oh. issues long term. Mm. I really think there is a huge amount of this guilt and shame cycle that we yeah. carry around with us. Mm. We shouldn't feel angry. We shouldn't have an outburst. Yeah. Like sometimes you just don't get <laughs> yeah. angry, right? Yeah. And it's it's like that's okay. Yeah. Let's let some of that out. Yeah. The same way you should be allowed to cry. It will be should should should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's learning that it's giving yourself permission when you spend so much of your life grooming yourself to yeah not be emotional, not be sensitive, mm. and being emotional is anger as well that yeah like it, for me I'm, I'm proud that I get to communicate to my husband that I need you tonight you know I, I need that even though like you know we give each other you know time and love each day you know this morning I broke down and said I really need you tonight you know can we just like watch a movie together really need you yeah like it just and he, he hugged me so whatever you need you know cause I, you know we, he's my husband now and we we just I know in a few weeks when we go to America he's going to see his family he's going to need me and that's that's what marriage is it's what mm. partnership is and I just said to him because like, you know it's took me a while to be able to communicate that because I felt like oh god he's got his own stuff going on and he's busy but the thing is he's always got time for me because that's the way we are in a relationship so I just said to him this morning I really need you tonight like you know sweet so he, he's 
helping with a few things this afternoon and I feel so grateful for that yeah. you know and being able to honor that and just need I just need like the balance the scales I'm a Libra so I said you know can you just give can you just give me a little bit more tonight and I'll repay it's like just the whole like woo um and we're doing that date night this weekend you know we'll hopefully do that spiritual fest that's on at Rag was it Raglan this yeah. weekend yeah we're we'll trying to get something to that yeah, yeah. so I want to move on to Michelle's notes today about crystals for fertility. Yeah, so Pippa, when you brought up the topic with me, I thought I'll do some investigating. Yeah. And then you can play with it mm. and hopefully down the track in the near future we'll hear some good yes. news. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of talk about crystals and how they help with the healing energies and that on the, the body. And it can also be a sensitive subject because some people get offended and upset that we say crystals may help your body so it's it can be quite sensitive um i think the biggest thing to be aware of is that crystals can help on a spiritual level yeah um if we take away that human um thought of oh this is going to heal me yeah it may help you know like the egyptians have used crystals for years and they actually used to grind them up and used to drink them. Mm. And these days we have the fear of, oh, if we put the crystal in the water, oh, but can I put this one in? Is this one going to be okay? You know, the fear... I did last week. You told me to put the blue agate in the yeah. water. Yeah. I wasn't feeling well. And within like three hours, my throat had like cleared. But there was that resistance of, oh my God, I'm putting a crystal in the water. Has it been clean? I'm just thinking, nope, just do it. And yeah. I did it. And it was like, I think I just let go. I surrendered. It was like... Yeah, trust yourself yeah. with it yeah. a lot of the time. And when I'm doing crystal elixirs, I often say to people, well, put the crystal in a glass, yeah. put that glass in the bowl and fill the bowl with water. And when I first did that with some blue lace agate, I was really surprised because I'm one that you have to prove it. Well, I used to be. Mm. Prove it to me before I believe you. Yeah. Don't just tell me that this is going to help the tree grow or whatever it might be. And so for me, when I did the crystal elixir, the water tasted powdery for me. And I needed that because I needed the proof. That crystal wasn't in the water, but it tasted weird. Yeah. I love how you just said that then, because Wayne says, instead of saying, I'll believe it when I see it, you'll see it when you believe it. Yeah. It's like that you changed it, it around, around yeah. Because he yeah. says, change your thoughts, change your life. You know, when you do start to look at things differently, it's you, you change how you see things. Yeah. Like you said, like, I know I just touched on something that we, me and my mum spoke about last week was the Aztecs used to drink their own pee oh yes what was it called golden uh go something golden something and like ultimately like we just go oh, oh, but like they thought that had healing properties but it's, you know it's sterile isn't it yeah and like if you had no water it would keep you alive yeah so that's what they did like if it was you know to keep them alive they would drink pee so pee on your cup yeah i love that you said um about the proof thing because i yeah. like to refer to myself as sciencey or geek sheep yeah right and I never, I was like, nah, nah, crystals. And then somebody caught me out the other day when I was a swim and I was like, I didn't get my hair wet. Oh, but at least I got my crystal in the water. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so who taught me that I need to cleanse my crystals? Oh, I don't know. Probably you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was say. interesting. You know, we, uh, Trevor and I were um, delving in crystals and spiritual work since we connected together with each other about 20 years ago. Yeah. And the thing that stopped me opening a shop before now was the fact that 
do I know enough? I don't know enough. I don't believe, I don't trust, I don't, mm. all these don'ts. And then having to let go of it, and it's like, oh, if I don't know the answer, hang on a second, I'll get the crystal ball. That's all you have I'll to do, yeah. Google. Yeah. yeah, you don't. Know. It's like we don't have we don't have to have all the answers there no. and then. Like I'm like that. Like I, I said the same when I started helping people and guiding people. It was like I don't know enough. Who am, who am I to help them? Who who, mm. who am I to be this spiritual like healer, teacher, whatever whatever I want to call myself to help these other people? It wasn't even the point. It was the point that actually I'm taking my time to help someone to feel better and leave them better than I found them. And I surrendered and thought, even if I help one person a day. When I started the podcast three years ago, I was like, who's going to listen to my podcast? I'm too late. Should have started five years ago. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. So and I just, oh now I see it. And like I, talk, I said, you know, now I hear it and I catch it and I go, I might listen to you. I know enough. I'm already enough. At, at. And the thing is, I'm learning as I go. I'm reading. I'm, yeah. I've just bought the book off you, Change Thoughts, Change Your Life. Wayne Dyer rewrote the Tao Te Ching. I love the Tao Te Ching. My values come from the Tao Te Ching. You know, and I kind of feel like I'm being called to read it again. You know, so like the imposter syndrome is constantly there. It's like a little purse on your shoulder, isn't it, saying, you can't do that. Who are you to do that? Mm. And the thing is now I listen and I go, I, I listen to you. Flick off, you know. Also it's, giving the person you're presenting to credit. Yeah. They're not going to listen to it if it doesn't align with them. Yeah, yeah. So and I think like they're being nice for a little while. The, par- yeah, the powerful shift for me that I remember saying something about 18 months ago and I was still in the UK and I was you know I was in a rough place at times because I missed Chris so much and we're all in the pandemic together obviously but I was really missing him and I, I was doing a, a live masterclass and I, I remember saying to someone you know there's about 20 women on and I said you know what if you don't resonate with me that's completely fine but please go and find someone that you do resonate with and at the end of it I listened back and I was like oh my god because normally like an older version would be like oh the they don't resonate with me. They don't like me. Oh my god! I need to change myself so they do like me. Where I stopped doing that for the people pleasing. Yeah. Because I was like, not everyone's gonna like me. Not everyone's gonna like this podcast. Not everyone's gonna resonate with my voice, with mm, my message. But okay. the right people will. Mm. So I always say to everyone I meet is that if you don't resonate with a certain person, find the teachers you do. You know, I come across people who've said, "Oh, do you like such a teacher from Hay House?" Or do you like? I'll go, no, I don't really resonate with that mm. person. I may do in the future. You know, I never used to resonate with Eckhart Tolle, but I'm watching him next month in Auckland, you know, because I love his work and I never used to. So I just kind of surrender the fact that maybe I don't resonate with them now, but maybe I will mm. when I'm down. Because sometimes I never used to understand them, you know. I think the, the, the idea that you haven't got enough knowledge is mm. that fear, future fear of rejection. Yeah, mm. yeah. Right, that future suffering. And you don't want to feel that rejection. So you're kind of controlling it so you don't, right. yeah. Yeah, like, and sometimes I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> some of that when you're growing up. Yeah. Honey, yeah. conditioning as a child. Yeah, true. And true. we bring that into our adulthood this lifetime, yeah. or it could be past lifetimes. I know for me, a lot of my issues, and one of the words I get come through today is believe, but I know a lot of my stuff comes from childhood mm. this lifetime with my upbringing you know and being like i'm one of three kids and i've got an older brother and a younger brother mm. and my younger brother used to always copy i learned guitar so he had to learn guitar i started drawing so he had to draw and he was always looked upon as really really good and i wasn't spoken about so yeah this sort of stuff all 
Yeah. You know, the growth and well, see, we see the See the self-awareness, though, that's the key mm. that I teach people is self-awareness is the biggest strength you've got, really, because you can be self-aware and go, I know where that's coming from. Yeah. And you can go into, you know, like you said, that memory. You yeah. dissociated it. It's just a memory because um, your body wants to relive it, relive it now. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going through it now. When no, you're not. You dissociate, actually. It's yeah. like it, it was happening in 1995. It's now 2023. Let me just separate the two, honour it, and go through, you know, let, mm. let me see it. And then you start, let's say, like, think of your tapestry, like you start to connect on threads and you go, yeah. oh, I mean, the self-awareness is, oh, for me is key. Yeah. You know, like I said, you've got that awareness and I celebrate my clients. They'll come to me and say, you know, this happened yesterday and I got really triggered and then I connected to my brother when this, and I'm like, and I just stopped and went, I just clapped them and I say, you know how incredible that is? Mm. You've just literally connected something. But then they go, so what What do I do with it next? I'm like, nothing. You've That's like healing, that's healing in itself. Yeah. Like you are connecting something and that's all it is you don't have to again perfect map perfect lycra but you know there's no perfect way to heal there's no set rule there's no set path there's just yeah Mm. you heal until you change form you know it's like that's what my teachers are still teaching me is that you know they're moving through this journey and i i I do think eckhart tolle's probably self-actualized because i just feel like nothing bothers him (laughs) When when i watch him i go nothing nothing bothers him it just feel like nothing bothers him anymore but I remember Wayne died before he died he said he was in Sydney that was a week before he died and he said he, he found himself in a situation where he lost his temper with a, a, a waiter and he caught himself and that that's why I say to my clients if you mess up if you find yourself you just snapped at someone you don't and you but you catch yourself that's, that's, that's the yoga off the mat yeah. that's when you catch yourself yeah. and you change direction instead of just sat, sitting with it for days regretting it going over it should have said this should have said that yeah. mm. and that's where the anxiety creeps in because you're still living this you like it's like you press play and you go in play we play we play we play and it's just constantly in this thing where you just go oh you know i didn't like how i handled that and next time i'll try to handle it this way or i'll encourage myself to try this you know it's just a trial and error it's like mm. for me it's like sometimes i'll go oh you know i shouldn't have got angry at that person on the road today like Road rage was a big one for me. Like that was where I started to really shift. I practice, yeah. I talk, I talk about this with people in class as well. As we practice more yoga, we learn to become responsive instead of reactive. Yeah, mm. responding instead of reacting. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's so many mm. avenues we can go down, mm. and it can be physically on the mat, it can be breath work, it can be coach work, it can be mm. fitness work, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. It gets you into space where you can respond. Yeah, respond yeah, to it. Yeah, heard about your response instead of being reactive and then having that guilt, shame. And well, that's cycle. what they say about the universe. Yeah. Does the universe react to you? No, it responds to you. Mm. You know, it's what you're putting out, so it yeah. doesn't react to you and go. Ugh! It responds to you. It's a flow, isn't it? So it's yeah. As I said the self awareness is is for me the hands down the biggest gift you can give yourself. Yeah, you know, for doing your own work and your own healing work. Sometimes when I get triggered, which is quite rare now, but. When I do, I'm like, I need to reach out to about five people to get their advice. And I'm, sometimes now I don't need to. I'm like, no, no, okay. I'm yeah. okay, I'm safe. I was um, thinking about how anger is related to the fertility yeah. and the crystals and how our ovaries are a huge source of our anger, mm. right? So we're like unbalanced. And I've been using hot rocks to get that. Um, some pressure back into there obviously I've had four I've yeah. got four children I've lost three pregnancies yeah um, again it we're talking about loss but for me when I was pregnant 
people would pass questions over that. But to have that many pregnancies, I'm really finding there's a new awareness within my ovaries and within my body that yeah. when I'm feeling triggered or angry, it's like a fizz mm. in my ovaries now. You know, with mm. that mind-body connection I'm really sensing, I feel like it's there. Yeah. And that one of my friends says that we store um, some grief in our lungs and we store anger down here. Mm. And I'm thinking, you know, we've been talking about repressed anger, we're talking about fertility, we're talking about crystals, so bringing that all into unity, in what way can we support the, the, that fertility mm. and the, the cycle? We've been talking about our cycles as well. You know, and I'm wondering what crystals we can heat up and get yeah, to know yeah. so oh, yes. yes, you know, and whether you should come to our hot, hot massage and get that because she does one specifically mm. for uterus and ovary support. Yeah, there's a little bit of a angst and worry for me like creeps in about is it going to take me months to get pregnant or years to get pregnant you know because it just in the back of your mind you know, I'm, I'm 33 this Did year you which spend your whole year trying to avoid getting pregnant because you were told that it was super easy to get pregnant yeah and I, I, I was careless i was careless when i was younger you know i was really careless with with and sex when i was younger hard to get pregnant, eh? yeah so i was like you know me and my partner don't have protect we don't use protection and i'm not on any protection because i came off it best thing I ever did but there's also that fear of what if I don't? What if I abused, not abused myself, but like mm. I was so careless growing up that I'm not meant to be pregnant, da 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 da. You I know what? I, I had some of that sensation mm. as we're supposed to grow up and have those children. And if we feel like we're barren or infertile, what a disappointment we are for yeah. a man. Like, yeah. how can I not give him that offspring mm. that we so desperately want, right? And it's coming to accept that. And it, because I had some fertility issues and we started along the track of. IVF and then it somehow righted itself but I still remember feeling like oh, yeah oh my god what if he leaves because I can't have a baby yeah so I get yeah I get that and now I, from where I'm standing now I'm like how can we support the reproductive system through yoga through breath work well, through all of it. Crystals. The main yeah. one I always relate to fertility is the moonstone because to me, moonstone's new beginnings. That's my favourite crystal. Yeah. When I was doing my research on preparing for pregnancy of crystals, they talk about with moonstone, make, ensuring you use your diary and record your monthly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in very in tune with my cycle. Yeah. Like even now, like I'm due on any day, and my partner just knows. He's like, I "Feel ya." You need those. It's like we should get you a tent and you go sleep in the garden for like two or three nights because I'm just a bit irritable. And but I, I, I'm very aware of it, so I do keep track of it. And I know when I'm on my period, I feel quite energized. But the few three, like three or four days before, I'm like really drained, tired, and do we hot flush. Are we honouring that? Because we have a week where we just want to lie in our beds (laughs) with a hot rock or a hot pack and eat chocolate. And tell everyone to go away. Make unhealthy coping choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think with like the fertility of as well is that for me, because I had a lot of abnormal cells, I had my pap tests and I had to go every year. So I got my all clear in 21. And it was amazing because I'd healed my eyesight as well. So, I had, oh. yeah, I had to wear glasses for a while. And I was doing yeah. this big healing journey. And I was doing a lot of womb healing. I was doing bodily healing. And I went back for my eye test. And she went, why have you been wearing glasses? I was like, because my, my left eye was worse. But she went, you got perfect sight. I was like, oh, my God. And then the week after, I did my pap test. And she said, you've got the all clear. And I just I was so much, like, 
relief, but also yeah. like, I was really proud of myself. But then there's this little imposter saying, oh, because you had all the abnormal cells, thankfully I didn't have any burned off. And I didn't have to go down that yeah, road. But, like, but I feel- also see. Yeah. Like, but I, it, there's, there's fear. There's fear there. Yeah. Right? You are in perfect health. I know, exactly. You yeah. You have abundant eggs yeah. and abundant nesting tissue down there. Mm-hmm. Let's I, I, for me, put a baby in it. I know, that's what I mean. Like, so there's that, there's a bit of like, and uh, what's the word? I need to happen now so I can, I know it's I know it's working. But my partner need to relax. But my partner's like my, so my partner's got two boys. Yeah, my partner's got two <laughs> boys. He's fifty. He's he's like totally chill. He can't wait for more children. He loves being a dad. Oh. For me, it's like well, I'm thirty three and I want to have at least three children. I've only got seven. And well, I'm like shush. Oh, uh, you're the so everybody. So Chris has twins and triplets on his side. Oh, wow. And there's been a few psychics and a few intuitive friends that have said it's going to be twins or triplets. They can't figure out what it's going to be. She said, I'm going to have either one birth or two births, but there's going to be three children. And I was like, oh. Why are you even worried, Twins is fun. Uh, I, I, that part of your brain. <laughs> My first pregnancy was twins. Oh. And they're the most beautiful girls. I know. Oh, just, I, I think I'd love twins. Just. And they entertain each other. You are a legend. You should take everything in your stride. Like. I mean, you haven't seen all my soft spots yet. I think I've only cried at yoga twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm excited for that. Like I was saying today, when I was sad with my parents leaving, you know, my mum said, you know, next time we see you, you could be pregnant. And I was like, oh, that makes me excited, you know, because we've got one baby in the family. My sister had a baby and she's just turned two and I miss her like off like crazy. And she's the first grandchild of the family. So I think, you know, it's going to be nice when I have my children, you know. So with uh, fertility and crystals like for me now like preparing preparation Mm. of the body what would you recommend first of all what i'd say is i put together the information on preparing for pregnancy of crystals and obviously i'm not going to read through it all today but you can get this information off our website so i've put it on our information page cool so you can bring it up and you can print it i'll put that in the show notes yeah yeah um but you know surprised me because i always think moonstone carnelian citrine you know rose quartz and things um but it surprised me that chrysocolla also came up wow and chrysocolla said to be one that helps you to remember to diary some me time um teaches you to say no to others and start looking after yourself um and they say you know if it sounds like you then maybe start wearing a piece of chrysocolla jewelry or just pop crystal in your bra um and just you know start getting in that zone just just have a feel for it like you know um gather these crystals you know a bit of chrysocolla carnelian even a bit of red jasper which is supposed to be a good grounding energy crystal have them on your dressing table or in the bathroom in the morning and just look at them and go right okay what do i feel like today and just you know a lot of ladies put their cell phone in their bra which i wish they'd stop yeah you know one of our girls does that I wish instead we could replace that phone with a crystal yeah and just pop what you feel you need for the day on yeah. it matter. I mean, it doesn't have to be fancy you can just yeah. put it in your pocket yeah. put it in your handbag yeah you know the most fun is when you put it in your jacket and then you put a different jacket on and you're like oh what crystal have i got today yeah it's with you for the reason so yeah. no matter what is said about crystals being in tune with yourself and wearing what you feel you need today Mm. And if you really can't decide, put some clear quartz on because mm. that helps with clarity. 
Do you have any fertility sets in the shop? Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay, cool. So maybe I, should, have... I, I need to get one. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have a, a fertility set that we've made up, and it has the top five recommended crystals that we've researched. We also have a, a necklace set for when you do conceive. It's a necklace with a little spiral, and you interchange the crystals depending yeah. on what you feel you need for mother and the new, yeah. you know, baby while within you. Mm -hmm. So we do have some some nice packs there for those wanting to conceive and for those who are carrying baby. Mm. Oh, it, get, it gets me so giddy. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But you know, and also you know, a crystal that may be of assistance is a piece of agate because that's yeah. your strength and your courage. And whether it is for preparing for pregnancy or if it's just for every day and you just need to draw on some strength. Birth too. You know, yes. your confidence of birth. and Yeah, and a bit of malachite is supposed to be really good for labour pains. Okay. Um, Peridot is supposed to be really helpful for your emotions during the birthing process. Um, citrine said to balance hormones. During the birthing process, I'm a massive crystal and just hits your heart. <laughs> you I'll tell you what, with our last child, because we've got a blended family, Trevor and I, and so James, we had together, and he didn't want to be born. And so here I was, 40 plus weeks, they're trying to encourage James to be born, and the um, the doctor goes, right, okay, we'll burst the water sack. That'll make him arrive. So... He decided to prod to try and burst the water sack, and James put his hand in the way. Oh, I love that. He was not going to be disrupted. <laughs> and love we that. had beautiful music going. Yeah, I love Jeff Clarkson's music. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey's been supportive of our store and with his music and everything. And so we had Peace and Quiet 2 playing. Yeah. Continuously. That's what I love about New Zealand. Like, oh, what's that sound? Mm. What's that smell? And they're all coming past and whiffing all these things that we were I, trying i was definitely meant to have children in new zealand because oh, the, so the uk is very like get your baby out home like oh, it's very traumatic for my sister yeah. you know especially through the pandemic my oh, brother-in-law was allowed in until she was like eight centimeters i had to run him back and forth Ooh. she's on her own contracting on her own like you know that support she didn't feel safe really you know clinical there too eh? like yeah. i heard a lot of people that like we don't breastfeed here because these are for my husband they're not for my baby oh. and yeah the whole two where like my friends like, here said you can yeah. have a birthing center yes. you can pick your midwife if she's a bit you know but, oh, there's a lot there's a, a lot more variety and mm. for me i want to have i want to i want a birthing pool because i love baths i love being in the water I want to have my sage on, my crystals, amazing, my music. Yeah. Like I want the whole shabam, yeah. you know. Then you don't get a choice. The midwives yeah. swap every twelve hours. I want I want a TV in my room so I can play Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I, really? just, I love Disney, so I'm like, play my Disney, please. Put my Disney music on, because well, you know. Well, you get a consideration on whether you do a home birth. Yeah, where well, my partner's very scientific. Uh, he's okay. spiritual science, so he's got both. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I want to be in the hospital just. I'm like. It's one of those, isn't it? It's I get where he's coming from. He wants mm. me to be safe, and you know, if any complications, have someone there that can help. But I'm like, you got to. It's my first child, blah blah blah. But I'm just not thinking about what could go wrong. I'm thinking about what could go right. You know. I think if you look after your health, look after yeah. your fitness, mm. mind what you put into your body, yeah. what foods, and that. Yeah. And just positive. Sorry, Joe. What um came up with what you were saying before? Mm. Was making yourself a priority. Yes. What's the other one? Taking care of yourself. 
These are things I think if we're not doing, the body goes, if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of a kid, right? Yeah. So I thought those are really, mm. like, yeah, you're saying be mindful what you put into your body. Take, make yourself a priority. Again, that's what yoga is, right? Yes. It's that showing up to take care of your body. Mm. So when you come into yoga. Yeah. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Friday. Friday, 6 a.m. Yeah. Close the coffee after. Yeah. Alright, done. <laughs> As I'm saying, because the lady I was speaking to the day of a week, she said she would feel guilty to go to yoga class at eight, even though the kids were in bed and the husband was there. Because she felt that she was like, you know, that guilt, but now she does it. She can be a better mother because she's putting herself first and she's teaching her yeah. kids. I'm going to yoga and teaching your kids to put yourself first. Yeah. And you the know? music that Ellie has on, you know, like, it's all positive stuff. Yeah. And as I'm listening to the music and I'm thinking, our 14 year old at home is listening to the opposite music so mm. now i'm thinking he won't come yeah at 6 a.m in the morning mm. but maybe he might try maybe i have to go to an evening class and try and get him to come along yeah he's trying you to just set an example yeah or you play the playlist and do it at home yeah so we can see yeah, okay. yeah. Example. bring well. it to him because you know what you know it's yeah, it's hard eh? i think for children it's really difficult between sort of the 12 14 sort of age group and I've seen our youngest go through with his hormonal changes and everything. And half the time I don't know what to say to him. And he's like feeling all this anger and he's not speaking up like we've been talking. Yeah. You know, last night, for some reason, I turned around and the last words I said to him as I left his room is, you are important. Yeah. Because he's like, why don't I sleep? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? Mm. And I said, you're here for a reason. We're all on earth for our lessons. We've got work to do, unpaid work. We've got work to do. We've got spiritual work to do. But the last thing I said is, you are important. The more I hear that if we tap out of this life, we have to come back to relive those yes. lessons. I'm not like, much fun. I ain't tapping out. I've worked too hard in this lifetime. It's you funny you mention that. Is. Yeah. So I spoke to Neil Donald Walsh on the podcast. You know, conversation yes. with God, and he mentioned about we don't come here to learn. He said we come here to experience. Because he okay. said, so that's why I kind of like, because I have not really had an opinion. He said, let me let me help you form an opinion. I was like, okay. And he gave me this three-minute beautiful speech. I cried. And he said, it's after, you'll have to listen to it. It's about a tree. And, you know, the tree is just a tree, you know, and you are just you. There's no, like, it's like we overcomplicate it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he said, if we're just learning. So Dolores Cannon, who I'm trained under, she thinks we come here to learn. Earth is a school. Part of me kind of agrees with that but if we don't learn a lesson here we're going to keep coming back and keep yeah. coming back some of us don't even want to be here in the first place so it's no. like the thought of coming back and back and back and back and back mm. can seem really really heavy for a lot of us yeah. we're actually no we came here to experience what's it like to be a human and that includes anger this sadness body. happiness yeah. love joy all of the feels so when he kind of when he kind of mentioned that i actually really agreed with him i was like you know what that makes more sense to me because when we make life this whole lesson and learning yeah. We're constantly thinking of, I need to learn lessons. You know, again, yeah. from parents, you need to learn your lesson, you need to learn the hard way. Well, I don't really. There's no hard way. It's yeah. just, you're just learning. You're learning to be a better person and a kinder person, a more loving person. But when you think of the experience, that word's lighter. I think when you, know? you start using the word experience, we were talking about language yeah. before. You, before yeah. um, and it was getting rid of try. You know, to quote Yoda, there is no try. Mm -hmm. You either do or you don't show up at 6am or you don't yeah um some of the other things are get rid of the word should yeah it's a big one stop apologizing right and accepting 
this body mm. right here, right now. And that we're not here to heal, we're not here to pick a journey or whatever, we're here to experience like being at Rainbow Zines or a massive carnival. How much fun can you fit into this? Mm. And that can include downtime, it can include nap weeks. You know? <laughs> I'm, I've been feeling naps, I've, I've never been a napper, and now I'm like, I want to start napping because I'm just two o'clock, I'm like, oh. One of my instructors, no. she celebrates the nap. Her name's Sandra Palmer, and she's amazing. She does how to respect the nap and how to drop into that space. Mm. And I went on a 60-hour trauma training where every day we were encouraged to join her in, for a nap. I love that. 45-minute nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, I did mm-hmm. another, another year with her just for... Naps. <laughs> yeah, so I do all my... Because I do aerial fitness as yeah. well and the yoga. And yeah. I get everything done and the children sorted. And Tuesday late at night... Oh, I got some deep yoga stretches in there. Yeah, yeah. No, like nap is self care oh. for sure. My husband loves naps. I'm like, you know, just he said, start napping because you'll need to nap when you've got a baby. Yeah, you've got to nap when the baby. Nips. Yes. So, yeah, I think there's definitely more topics we can talk about because there's like little see how you can go down so mm. many different rabbit holes, and so I think we should do a part two. What do you think? I think we should. Yeah. Why not, Ellie? I'm never allowed to decide. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would like to put the intention now that we do a part two. I don't. I, yeah. Like uh, when Michelle said this podcast, and I was like, oh. somebody in the yoga class went, "Yep, she's gonna do it." <laughs> <laughs> and then another time, it was mentioned another yoga student was like, "No, no, definitely." Mm. So. It's crazy as well because like we we're supposed to do it the other week, but today was definitely meant because. Everything's meant to be, isn't it? Like I believe in yeah. that. I believe in that definitely. You know, mm, there's always yeah. a divine timing. But I've really enjoyed. Why the fuck not? Yes, right? I've enjoyed talking to you today. I've got way more swear words I can. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anything else you wanted to share, Michelle, before we finish? No, 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 it's all, good. all good. Yeah, Thank you. I'm gonna put Ali's. Have you got social media? Are you not really big social media? No. If someone wants to get in contact with you for yoga, can they Talk contact you? Okay. Yes. We'll put you in touch with Ellie. Yes, I will put all the show notes. My admin is atrocious, <laughs> but my yoga is spot on. Yeah, yes. that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll put all of the details on the show notes, guys. But yeah, reach out through to Michelle if you want to get in touch with Ali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best to find about how we're going to yoga on Friday. All right sound it's yeah. awesome we meet up for coffee as well so even if you miss yoga i still encourage everyone to show up for okay. coffee um we, how many was the first time you came for coffee how many of us went oh my gosh there was heaps there's two tables full of people <laughs> that's a yeah, love that connection cafe, we hit down there and they opened up for us on their day off yes ace love it beautiful coffee they yeah. expect us in there now eh? they do they know. so if you're in the area guys friday 7 a.m 7 a.m cool i'm excited so if any questions guys reach out to us reach out to michelle if you've got any questions for ali michelle will send them over and i hope you've enjoyed listening i've definitely enjoyed our topic today and i'll see you next week for another episode bye guys do you want to deepen your connection to the divine speed up your progress on the spiritual path then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.